welcome to the Triple Herald Sports Podcast and the final episode of Season 1. I am Triple Herald Sports Editor Brandon Berg, and I thank you very much for joining us for this episode. We have a special episode. This is a... This was kind of a, a an episode and a topic and a style of episode that I, you know, I, I kind of wanted to do. I had see, gotten some feedback that it's something people might want to hear, so we're, we're going a little bit different. What we're going to do with our finale episodes on seasons is it's something I'm tentatively calling Rewind, which you can... You, know, you can use your your best Ahmad Rashad NBA inside stuff voice when you say that if you want to. But um, what we're doing here is we're going to take a look back at a certain season for a certain high school uh, sports program. And I'm going to deep dive into it, maybe talking with a coach, maybe talking with a player. And we're, we're going to kind of go through with it. And, and today we have a good one to start out with. We have the uh, Chippewa Falls Softball team from 2012, a year that the Cardinals won a Division I state championship, the program's first state championship, which came in their 10th appearance at the state tournament. We have a, a great guest to kind of document it along with us, and that was the first baseman from that team, Liz Gerald. She was an all-state uh, first baseman that went on to have a great career at Concordia St. Paul, playing collegiately. So, um, but you know, we're going to get to that in a minute. But before that, I just want to take a minute, couple, uh, a couple seconds to thank everybody who joined us here on the. You know, as a part of the first season, you know, we've got a lot of good feedback from it. And, you know, I've already got some some ideas for season two that I'm excited to get to. And that'll be coming up, you know, sometime in the future. I'm not going to, you know, hammer down an exact date yet. But it's something that, you know, I would expect to be coming here probably sooner than later. But there is going to be a little bit of break here, you know, as we get into the month of July. So, uh, again, if you have not subscribed already, you can find this podcast wherever it comes. And, you know, where it be at Apple or Spotify or wherever you get your podcast, you can find it there. So if you haven't, you know, if this is your first time joining us, you can go ahead and find it there and you, you can binge listen. You know, none of these episodes we have are too particularly long. I don't want to, I don't want to get too deep as far as time goes. Uh, I wanted to keep these, you know, around that 25, 30 minute ish mark. So you can kind of just listen to it in one sitting and and so I want to thank everybody for you know, all of you that listened to us here on season one. We're going to go now to my interview with Liz Jaros. The Triple World Sports Podcast rolls along, and we have a bit of a different episode today, but an episode I'm very excited for. Um, and what we're going to do today is we're going to kind of revisit. Uh, we're going to go back and take a look at a at a season for a Triple County team, and we're going to do this at the end of every season and. Today, my or for this episode, our our year we're looking at is going to be 2012 for the Chippewa Falls softball team, a year that they would win a Division One state championship with a 28-2 record overall, and capped with a four-to-three victory over Sun Prairie in the state championship game. And we have we have a, someone who is right in the middle of everything. Uh, uh, All-state first baseman Liz Gerald joins us here. Liz, how are you today? I'm doing well. How are you? I'm hanging in there, so I think thank you very much for, for joining me for this. And what we're going to kind of do is I'm just going to kind of, you know, bop around a little bit, try to go in chronological order when I can. But, um, you know, kind of starting at the top, um, you know, coming into that year, I mean, you guys coming off a state tournament appearance, I mean, just given the nature of how the Chai program is, I imagine that the expectations coming into 2012 were pretty high. Yes, yes, yes they were, as they always are. 
And, you know, you guys, from what I could see, I mean, I was here for it, but it's been a little bit. So I actually, you know, have going and doing a little bit of a refreshing. I mean, you guys had seven starters back from that team that advanced the Division One tournament a year ago. And, you know, when I think about this team, just kind of looking back, and it's been eight years, I think the thing that always sticks out to me is it was just a very good team in every facet, whether you're looking offensively, defensively, pitching, coaching. It just seemed like it was a team that had no weaknesses. Right, yeah. It was kind of the perfect storm. Um, and, I mean, we've been playing together since we were five, six years old. So, um, yeah, I think we used our experience, especially that year, to our advantage. And, and you guys jumped out to an 11-0 start. Um that included some, you know, some big early season wins at the tournament in Schwabenon over Stevens Point, six to four, and Kenosha Bradford, two to one. You know, we mentioned that, you know, throughout the years like this, you know, the expectations are always high with the program. I guess was there a certain point when you guys thought that, you know, it wasn't just hey we can go to state, it's hey we can win state, or was that just kind of the thought from the outside of the year? Um, um, well, thinking well, about, about the. the- the 2012 season as a whole, um, we didn't really do anything differently than the seasons before that. Um, I think collectively we just bought into the culture more. Um, we were kind of fed up, I guess, for lack of a better word, with making it to state every year and always leaving empty-handed every year. Um, and don't get me wrong, it was not easy <laughs> to play every game with that always in the back of your mind but i think the biggest difference that year um, was our dedication to our goals which are always win conference make it to state and win state in that order Um, and it was nice to finally check off all three you mentioned that you know having that idea kind of in the back of your head it's kind of a fine line between being motivated and kind of almost, you know, weighing you down a little bit, but obviously, you know, this program has done a really good job over the years of kind of not shying away from those expectations. You know, the expectations kind of are what they are. Right. Yeah. And we've always been really good at dealing with adversity, whether it be the weather or injuries or what have you. Um, I think Chai High Softball, that program in general, um, we have always just been thrown into the fire and have, have dealt with it in, in a great way. And you, know, you guys get through the regular season with a 23 and two mark. Your two losses come in tournaments. You lost a game at Stevens Point to Stevens Point, and then a game at the Chai Invite to Wilmot. And mm-hmm. you know that was you, know, you 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 go through you, you clinch the conference championship. You get into the playoffs, and you, you guys had kind of a you know your sectional semifinal game with Eau Claire North it was a two to one game. It was I mean it was the closest game you know besides the state championship game. In the semifinal game, it was a. I remember that it was it was a rainy day. It was just kind of a mm-hmm. unique circumstances. And you mentioned kind of the ability to play through that. That I mean, that was a game where the game was you know delayed after it started by two hours. Um, there was obviously there was just kind of a lot of moving parts. How are you guys able to kind of focus during games like that where it's easy to kind of get distracted? Right. I mean, that comes with our practice. We always practice in rain or shine. Um, you know, Jared Faraday, our coach, was always good about putting us in situations that were uncomfortable in practice so that we were prepared for when the time came. And offensively, you guys, I mean, you know, there, there are games where you can, you know, you can seemingly knock the scoreboard over with some of your hits, and there's some games where you have to kind of manufacture runs, and that North game was one of them. You had a sack fly in the first inning, and Evie Shiller had a sack fly in the fifth inning. And it just, 
it, it just seemed like, you know, you guys were able to kind of, you know, be strong situationally. You know, sometimes, you know, you can afford to, you know, swing for the fences, but, you know, in, in, in games like that where every run matters, I mean, you guys found a way to kind of do what it took. Mm-hmm. Yep. So you get by Elkhorn North there and you go to the sectional finals and, you know, you blank D.C. Ever 7 nothing, and that was a game at Casper Park. I mean, you guys didn't have to leave Casper Park throughout the postseason until you got to state, I guess. You know, how important was that for you gals knowing that, you know, you didn't have to go on the road. I mean, you guys are obviously very comfortable playing at home and, you know, you guys were able to kind of, you know, clinch it in front of the home fans. Yeah, I think that was a big part of our success, actually. Um, You know, having that sense of home field advantage and having our own fans there to cheer us on, um, that works in anyone's favor. It doesn't matter what team you're playing on. Um, That always, it always helps your momentum. Um, So I think that was actually a big part of why we were so successful, especially that first game at State um, when we played Sussex Hamilton. Um, just going into state knowing that our fans were behind us all the way. So they're, they're a big part of our success, our support system is. Well, you kind of lead into that, you know, that quarterfinal game of Sussex-Hamilton, and it was, a, it was something else. You guys, you guys go down there and they score a run the first thing, and then you come back and you score 10 runs. Uh, that, right. that, was, that would be what you refer to as a response. I mean, this is the kind of offense this team had that year where – you know, any inning could be a big inning, one through nine. And you, your team had pretty much everyone in the lineup that was capable of going out of the park. There was no part of the lineup that came up that you thought, okay, this this could be, you know, a quick inning. I mean, how much pride did the, the team take in its, you know, offensive ability to just, you know, seemingly never be out of an inning when it came to scoring runs? Yeah, I think just to be in the lineup, it was a huge it was it was a really big accomplishment for everyone because we were so strong and um, like you said one through nine anyone can hit the ball and not just a home run but a single double triple what have you anyone can hit the ball um, situationally and I mean if you walked one person you'd have to face the next you know so um, we ran into that a couple times actually they would walk Evie they would have to face me and if they walked me they would have to face uh, Alyssa Adams or or Deanie Shaler, whoever was after me, you know, there's really there was no holes in that in that offense. So that was it was reassuring to all of us. In that game, Evie had a couple home runs, seven runs bad in, I believe, both of which might be still the the state record for a single game downstate. Uh, Deanie had three hits with a couple triples. You had three hits with an RBI and a run. Val Hayes had three hits. It just seems like every, mm-hmm. everybody had three hits. I mean, right. looking at. <laughs> And, and, and kind of before we started chatting here, looking at the numbers, I think the thing that also stuck out is, you know, you guys set a record as well. I mean, you know, when you have that many hits and you have that many runs, there's many records and a lot of them that are still there. I mean, but I think the one that you know, kind of sticks out when you look at it is, you know, in that game, you guys were ni- you had 19 hits. You were 19 for 30. So you hit 633 in a game. Which is just ridiculous. It's by far the highest mark for batting average in a single game in in the state history of the state tournament. Like, it almost seemed like this was kind of the, a game where so many times when you get to state, there are pitchers duels. They're one nothing. They're two one. And you guys would certainly have that later on in the tournament. But you know, how much about was this game about just kind of going down there and showing, hey, you know, we're we mean business. We have you know we're coming down here to win it, and then coming out and doing something like that. 
Right. Yeah. Like I mentioned before, I think our dedication to our goal of ultimately winning state was kind of the difference maker in in that game. I mean, we've been to state so many times that um, we have experience playing on the big stage. We weren't nervous at all. We did the same thing that we always do. You know, um, we practiced our pregame routine multiple times. So we came there prepared. So it it wasn't really anything new to us. We were just playing like how we normally play and we just <laughs> happened to do very well that game. <laughs> and then you, you jump to the semifinal game, you guys pick up a one nothing victory over Appleton East. And you know, Appleton East was a team you guys had played at the Chai Invite and it was a one run game there. You guys had won three to two. You know, this one obviously the slimmest of margins with, you know, just a one nothing game and you know, another part of you know, kind of what I mentioned with this balanced team was your pitching. It didn't seem like it, you know, whether it was Amanda Jacobs or Shelby Crank, whoever was in the circle, I mean, they gave you a very good chance to win. And a game like this where, you know, you, you have to be borderline perfect in a one nothing game, and she was. Right, yeah. I think Amanda did a great job in that game. Um, and we always assured her that you can, you can pitch to him, let him hit the ball because we have a great defense behind you, you know, we we're here to support you. So yeah, she did a great a great job in that game, in particular. And sprinkling four hits across seven innings, and you know the one run comes in the fifth inning, a, an RBI and a triple from Abby Shaler. So, you know, you guys are back. You know, the team has been in that state championship game before, but you know to do it. Then one day later, you guys are taking on Sun Prairie, and you know you guys played from ahead. I mean, you, you scored three runs in the third inning, and you got another one in the sixth. So. You know, I kind of want to jump to that seventh inning because that's when the the screws kind of tighten, so to speak. Because you know, mm-hmm. Sun Prairie starts to kind of you know make their rally. They get three runs in the seventh, and they they've got the the tying run on on second. So, what's kind of going through your your mind in that spot where you know you 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 guys you, you put yourself in the position to win, and then you know you have to withstand a rally from a very good team. Yeah, I think um, at that point we could kind of all feel the wheels starting to co- starting to slowly come off. But um, I think Jared Faraday, our coach, did a good job of coming in there to you know just have us take a deep breath and you know think about about our, the next play. And even if they if they do get a run up on us or two, you know we have good offense. We can we have already scored three runs. We can score three more. You know it's not undoable. But um, yeah, that was I will admit that was kind of a scary <laughs> inning for all of us. You know we came that far to to winning state and we didn't want to you know just give it away. So and being reminded of that by our coaches was I think the the main reason why we pulled out of that game. Ahead. And then, and then uh, Amanda Jacobs, who pitches another really good game in the title game, you know, two earned runs, four strikeouts over seven innings. Uh, you know, the final outcomes, I remember I was on that side of the field. It was a catch and follow ground from Emily Holdorf. And mm-hmm. I was in that left field camera while just kind of focused on her. And it's, I ask this question to people a lot because it's something I've never experienced. And I'm curious, but what goes through your head after you win a state championship? You know, that's a good question. I just remember, I I remember exactly what happened during that play. It was a fall ball pop up to Emily, um, and it was it it all happened so fast. And it was actually a surprise to me. And I was standing there at first base, um, thinking, "Was that was that the third out? Like, did we just win state?" 
like, is it, is it over? You know, it's just, it's kind of surreal because none of us had ever been in that moment before. And no one in Chai High softball history has ever had that feeling. So it was very new to all of us because there was no precedent. And I mean, it really didn't set in that we won until our ride home when we got on the bus and we walked past the trophy, you know, sitting there in the front seat with that gold ball. So it was a good experience. And it was the 10th appearance for Chihayat State. So how much um, pride does that team take in the fact, I mean, they've been, the, the program had been so close so often. There have been so many great players that have come through that program before you guys. How much pride does that group take in knowing, hey, we were the ones that kind of you know, were able to get over the hump because there had been so many other good teams before that had gotten so close? Um, yeah, I think I speak for a lot of my old teammates and saying that, um, you know, with the sport, the sport of softball itself has taught us so many life skills, like working in a team, you know, dealing with adversity, leadership, perseverance, you know, just to name a few things. But I think that 2012 team in particular had a big impact on the sport of softball in, in the Chippewa Valley. You know, softball has always been a popular sport for a long time. But after that state championship, there was kind of a new wave of younger players that had bigger goals and became dedicated to getting that gold ball again. Um, we really didn't establish that culture, but we proved that by buying in, you can really compete at the highest level and come out on top. And, you know, kind of you know, the, po- the, the postseason awards that go with it. I mean, Evie was named the, the D1 Player of the Year from the uh, Wisconsin Fast Pitch Coaches Softball Coaches Association. It's always a mouthful when I have to say that. Um, uh, Jared was named the uh, Coach of the Year. Uh, Caleb Bowie, the catcher, and uh, Alyssa Adams, outfielder, were first team All State. You were a third team All State player, and I mean there was several other, you know, several other players that were, mm-hmm. you know, that, that 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 certainly did earn, you know, high honors and could have as well. So, I mean, that was just a just a stacked team, you know, in all, in all phases, and you know. What are some of your biggest takeaways when you look at a year like that, especially now that you know we're you know we're a little bit removed from it? What are some of the biggest things from that year that stick out to you? Um, like you said, all of those uh, accolades they don't come really from nothing. I mean, we have worked so hard our whole lives, not only in the sport of softball, but in other sports, but um, in softball in particular, like I said before, we've been playing together since we were like six years old. So um, that was just kind of the icing on the cake for for an illustrious career for for a lot of us. Was 2012 your first full-time year at first base? If I can remember right, I mean... Um, that was that was a long time ago, but it yeah, was. I, dealt, I dealt with a few injuries. Yep, I tore my ACL, MCL, and meniscus on both of my knees back to back years, actually. So, um, yeah, my junior year, t- 2012, that was the first uh, full time year that I was at first base. So that's quite a it, that's quite an achievement for you personally to kind of go from you know having you know, struggling to stay on the field because of injuries those first two years to being an all state first baseman. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that that um, comes with buying into the culture, like I was saying before. You know, I made JV my freshman year, um, and a lot of the starters that were on that 2012 team, they had already been on varsity for a couple years. But um, I knew that if I just worked hard, you know, 
put my nose to the grindstone that I would make it there one one of these days and uh I did and that that 2012 team we were just the perfect storm <laughs> and you know you went on to have a great career as a, as a collegiate player at Concordia St. Paul and then now last I heard I believe it was, was last would have been spring of 2019 you had actually gotten involved to a little bit of softball coaching yourself correct yes I coach uh, varsity softball at East Ridge High School in Woodbury gotcha and Kind of the, the interesting caveat that came with that last year was, uh, no, Eastridge had made it to the state tournament last year, correct? Yes, for the first time in school history, actually, we made it to the state tournament. So you were you were coaching a team in Minnesota that went to state at the same time. Abby Shaler was helping out mm-hmm. uh, Coach Felsett over at Chahai when Chahai made its most recent appearance at state. So uh, it, it kind of seems like you know some of these players are definitely kind of transitioning into the, <laughs> I guess, the next the next way to stay involved with the sport, I guess, what was kind of some of the, the biggest, um, I don't say surprises, but the biggest things that came with having to move away from being a player and looking at things more as a coach? Um, I think just, uh, finding, finding ways to connect to players as a coach. Um, you know, Jared Faraday, he was always so good at, always having the right answer for everything and you know he knew like the rule book like the back of his hand and he he had all these memories that he could draw from to compare um plays and and everything so um coaching and playing are two very different things and um and, and especially coaching at a school that you didn't go to i mean Evie went to chai high so she knows the culture there but um coaching at a, a school in minnesota that um, had never been to state before. Actually, it was it was a lot different, but um, I enjoyed it a lot, and I enjoyed being able to give back the knowledge that I learned from all of my coaches growing up back to younger players. Kind of the, the last thing I want to touch on, and it's kind of a it it, it has to do, it's nothing that happened on the field for you guys, but you know, have, you get back, and I was I don't believe I was there for it, but. Now, when you guys are going through the, the the parade, when you're going around Chippewa Falls, have you ever been on like a fire truck or something like that before? No, not on top of it at <laughs> least, and like in the in the basket. Um, that was a cool experience as well. Yeah. Gotcha. All right. Well, thank you very much for joining me for this. I, I really appreciate it. This is something I, I'm looking to kind of get off the ground as far as being able to kind of once a year touch base with the year and you know with a certain team in, the, in a certain successful year and. It, to be honest, this was the first team I thought of right off the bat. I mean, it was the first state championship team I covered, and you know, to date, it's still been one of the most impressive, if not the most impressive overall team I've seen. So, obviously, you were a big part of that, and I'm sure this is something that you 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 you, you know you're able to kind of go back and think of you know often and obviously with very good memories. Yes, and thank you for having me. It was nice to bring back these memories. And there you have it, my interview with Liz Geralds, looking back at the 2012 Chai High softball team and their state championship season. Always fun to be able to, to take a little stroll down memory lane and obviously to have someone like Liz that knows that was a very important part of that team and obviously can provide a couple unique insights to kind of go along with just the, you know, the baseline information I had as someone, you know, that covered the team, but, you know, just kind of an outsider looking in from the media standpoint it was always nice. So I appreciate her taking a couple minutes and, Obviously, able to extend that uh, that great softball talent and knowledge she had as a player, you know, now as a coach. So, um, you know, we're going to wrap up season one here. As 
as I did in the intro, I just want to thank everybody who was at, who listened to us season one. You can go back and if you haven't listened to all these episodes, you can go back and you can you can binge listen to them. You can you can listen to them at your own leisure. That's kind of the the rationale for what I you know for setting the podcasts up the way I did is that you know hopefully you can listen to them and we've seen and, I, and kind of looking at the the numbers over these last few weeks as you know, as these episodes have started to come out. You know that's the way it's kind of been with people is that you know maybe as people join. You listen to an episode for the first time because of it's a specific guest or it's a specific school or whatever, and then suddenly you see the you know the downloads from older episodes pop up because you know they're hearing one, and they're liking to hear more. So that's that's always good to hear from my end. So you know, one more time here to, to cap season one. Uh, thank you very much for joining us, and we will be talking to you very soon.